So one of the first things I get anyone to ask is to cover off really three questions is that, um, you know, where do you want to go? When do you want to leave? And what do you need to get there? Going one, going twice, Right, guys, welcome back to the Property Pod, your weekly engagement here into real estate in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I am joined at the desk this week by two superstars of real estate and brokerage. Last week, I broke his intro, but this week, I will not be breaking it. Oh, that's a real good way of um, what a, a pun there, mate. Yeah, thank you, you so it. much. Beautiful. I, I won't say I thought about it for a long time, but I sure did. I was like, oh, how can I make it up to uh, Andrew Leggett for um, breaking his intro last week, but welcoming him back this week? How are you, my friend? Very good. Thanks for having me again. Not a problem. It's so good to have you as a as a team member now. Basically, I mm. I, I know Paul was uh, joking that you don't have a key to the office yet, or do you have a key to no, the office? I yet? haven't got that key. I'm still waiting. So hopefully we get that sorted soon. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> just 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 keep an eye on the way out, mate. There may or may not be something accidentally fall out of my pocket onto the floor. Sounds um, good. Just you know, we'll leave it at that. I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good bit is we kind of I put together or John put together the show notes for today's episode, and I looked through them, and I, I was kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know if there's much there for Legger to talk about, but I know he really <laughs> wants to come and be on the pod again, and I know. I really enjoy having him in the studio. Yeah. So I flung, flung through the thing. I was like, hey, mate, do you want to join us? And response was a resounding. Affirmative. Yeah, Can't without doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> Might not be a, a heavy finance uh, or brokerage related um, episode, okay. but it's good to have you here, my man. No, I love coming along. Mm. Thank you. Not a problem at all. So, John, run us through where we're at this week. You've kind of put together a um, uh a December checklist or something like, you know, everyone's getting their naughty and nice list together. Yeah. You yeah. wanted to talk to some people about um, what's happening out there in the world of real estate. Well, it had been a while since we've um, looked at the idea of, you know, there's a very, very simple question is, you know, what am I supposed to do um, to my house to maximise price? Yep. Um, but one of the things that we've sort of been changing the conversation with our clients, both buyers and sellers actually, because it sort of works on both fronts and I'll explain why a bit later, um, is if you are gearing up to do something next year, um, people are trying to ask that question, so what am I supposed to be focusing my attention on? Um, and often they'll be presented, well, what do I do with my house? And then instantly they'll just get dumped like a 100-point checklist yep. and like do all that. Now that's too many goals. Yeah, uh, so I – I've got on my fridge a, um, a handwritten list from Sarah of basically, you know, jobs we wanted to have before Jack were born. Yeah. Um, and I got really close to the end. Like I, it was just like, you know, the little kind of things to make sure the house was safe and, you know, just a few wish list items. Yeah, yeah. We've had a new one since um, the next bub's on the way. Mm-hmm. And we're ticking off a fair few of those things. Um, it's kind of getting to the point where now I'm trying – Hopefully my brother can come back from Canada in uh, March. So the list is extended to March. But oh, right, right. I look at it and I get so overwhelmed at yeah. this idea of like, man, there's so much stuff on this list. Like where do I start? Yeah. So I feel like looking at yeah. your notes, like this might be a really good thing to say. Like December, the market's probably going to slow down based on everyone kind of ramping down for Christmas and everyone mm-hmm. settles in. But these are kind of like let's start looking at some of these things so that you might be ready to go. 2022. Yeah, and and I like the idea of having the mindset and the framework to build your own list rather than just grabbing one. I mean, obviously, you know, grabbing one off the internet's useful, uh, but obviously it normally doesn't address the key questions that are fundamental to actually 
explaining why you're wanting to do that. And I don't know about you guys, but if I've got a list and a compelling reason to do it and a time frame, most importantly, I'm much more inclined to do it. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Got to have that deadline. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, um, I went through a list um, with my wife. Um, and we split it in an Excel sheet and split it into different regions and rooms. Yep. Um, and then marked it as urgent and important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've not really done much on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not very popular about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> urgent, important. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There are more urgent, important other things to do. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> well, I think if you're, I mean, one of the biggest challenges too at the moment is if you're looking to buy and sell in the same market, um, that's really hard. Because if properties aren't, you know, either you're needing a bigger budget to purchase something you want or you need to move quicker or there's you're not available to buy. Um, there's obviously there's so many um, small elements to this that will be very specific to a person's situation. So what I thought would be really useful is to give people a bit of a framework that we advise that enables you to take control of the process rather than relying on 10 hundred different checklists hoping that one of them is going to fit you. Yep. Mm. So one of the first things I get anyone to ask is to cover off really three questions is that, um, you know, where do you want to go? When do you want to leave? And what do you need to get there? So if the idea being is you don't know where to go yet, um, you, you may not know what the pro- – let's just assume that you're buying into a new area and might be selling in your own. Yep. So you may not have established um, what your budget needs to be yet. Um, when you need to go is really important obviously too because if, if you've got 30 days versus six months, um, obviously you've got a lot more time to be able to consider what could be done. And lastly then, what do you need to get there? Well, some people will ask, well, what should I do? N- they're not really sometimes asking what do they want to do. They're really asking, can I not do anything? Um, and I always ask that, well, look, if you don't need a specific price to, you know, if the property is in a condition that's comfortable to, you know, get you where, to, where you know, where you want to go in the time that you need to get there, well, fine. However, if the strategy is I really need to, you know, leverage as much out of value out of this property that I possibly can or I need to get this in order to get there. Yep. Well, then, okay, then we've really got to start to get into the um, finer details about what then work you need to invest both in your time and money that's going to obviously ensure that you've got all the resources behind you to get to you to where you need to be. From from having many conversations with you, probably over 100 are recorded and many in the real world, Yeah, um, I've always hear you talking about removing the butts. Yep. Like I know yep. you're a butt man. You love yourself <laughs> some of them love big some of round juices. Butts. Yeah, yeah, big juicy butts. Yeah, 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 but you're all about the removing the butts. I've heard you talk mm. on the phone a few times. Can you kind of, um, yeah, break that down a bit more? Like we're, we're having some fun with some butt humour. Yeah, yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah, hit us yeah. with some butt so knowledge. Slap us with some butt knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Well, I might um, preface that a little bit first because um, one of the things that's really important is about understanding what is in your control and outside of your control. Okay. So why that's really important is the good thing about butts is that can be in your control. What is outside well, of you know? there's times when your butt's out of your control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Depends if you're going to be putting the work. Depends on what um, you had for dinner. Yeah, yeah, or squatting. The With the idea though is that um, what is outside of your control realistically is the location of your house and the market that you're in at the time. So if you're, um, you know, if the market's really hot, well, the market's really hot. But if the market's, you know, on a downturn, the market's in a downturn. You can't sit there and put out a press release to the mercury and all of a sudden change the influence of the state. Oh, man, uh, imagine if you could do that. That would be though. amazing. Yeah. Just, you know, just like uh, Dogecoin and Elon Musk, you know, to the moon, baby. But <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't work, unfortunately. So then what is actually really in your control? Now, 
we're only going to be focusing on one, but five elements are your presentation, which is the appeal of your house, the promotion, which is the marketing of your house, the process, which is the strategy of selling or buying, um, the person, which is the way in which it's going to be negotiated, and lastly, your pricing expectations. So right now what we're going to be focusing on is primarily, you know, if you are looking to do something next year, you've got a bit of time up your sleeves, is your presentation. Yep, for sure. So what, again, we're going to say is, look, um, we're going to use this time to maximise the appeal of your home um, to be able to, you know, present it as best as it can in the market. And so my theory from there would be that that would maximise your price. So you're kind of wanting to minimise your time on the market so that you can um, maximise your price later down the track because Mm. though you've said you can't control what the market's doing, I guess we could kind of throw to Andrew to kind of let us know that the market probably isn't going to dip between now and January, February, March, you wouldn't envision? I wouldn't think so, no, not in the short. Um, Mm. Looking sort of forward a few more months, it's it's so hard to gauge. Yeah. my my opinion is I, I just can't see that there being a dip. Yeah. Um, for everything quite, you read, it's just everything you up hear, demand. you know it. It's going to happen. It will happen. Uh, but the crystal ball, I've got no idea. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, like we've spoken a few times with um, your Simon Presleys and stuff, and there's still stats out there saying that yeah, there could be growth through to twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so basically, what you're kind of um, saying, John, is we're going to try and work on the presentation side of things yep. Yep. across December, January. Yeah. So that maybe yep. once um, everything's kind of everyone's got over their ham, um, Christmas hams, and and they're ready to go. They're ready to go. And the world's back in order. Well, this is the thing. One of our investors was saying, "Oh, look, should we do it before the end of the year, or should I wait um, six months?" And I said to her, what she was going to do was move her daughter out of her home and then into a unit temporarily, then move her again. And I said, well, look, what you're trying to do there is you're trying to time the market. You're trying to, you, you're trying to think that you're – we're trying to think that we're so smart that we're going to pick the, pick the peak. And I said, well, in the end, is that as important to you as basically the stress that it's going to put on your family by moving three times? Yep. Um, she said, what do you mean? Well, look, let's just take worst-case scenario. Let's just say we can get 10, more, 10 grand more today than we can in six months. Is that $10,000 really worth all that time? She's like, no. No. Well, who cares? Why don't we just sell to the – you know, sell in your cycle? So it's that don't sit there and try on the market. Sell when you need to sell based on your family's needs. So then she's like, okay, cool. Then we started talking about presentation. Yeah, for sure. Because then what we were doing is we we're taking back control of that which she has control of, which is the appeal of her property. Um, not trying to time the market, hoping that she's going to maximise the price by picking the peak. You know, so this is where the butts comes in because there's another Hot question. To, there's there's another question I like to add is too is that there's two things first is look, are we addressing a question or are we addressing a butt? Um, and I've sort of expanded the butts because uh, it's uh, it uh, is quite useful in that sense because when I think of a question is you'll walk through a home and go, right, um, see things that are odd. It's not really a but, it's just odd. So it's like why is there a crack in the wall? Why is the PowerPoint loose? Why is there exposed wires? Why is this why, 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 why? And they're raising questions. Yep. And it's that thing where – the more the more questions that are raised in the property, the more that yeah, they're pulling on you're the string, pulling, yeah. and the more worry they have about it. So the more concern and the more more worry people are going to have. If you think of that as a buyer as well about the property, you're going to be less engaged with it. You're going to be your, your guard's going to be up. You're yep. going to be more defensive and not as um, willing to, I suppose, engage um, in that property with um, that you might otherwise like. Or you're mentally kind of coming up with that checklist of like, oh, well, that's like $1,000 I'm going to take off my offer. Oh, that's – I'm going to keep – my offer's going to come 
lower and lower because I know I'm going to have to fix yeah. all of these things. And and this is sort of a thought of the um, the priorities moving forward. Is it first off before you worry about anything else? Is what if you walk through your house? What questions are going to people going to arise? And you be like, oh no, don't worry about that. Like that's just like, well, yeah, worry about that now. Mm. It's like these these are the small small money fixes, generally speaking, that eliminate all the questions. But there would be things you could also do that aren't small money. Not big, as in no money. Like one um, percent is like removing clutter. Yeah. Like if you've got so much furniture in the lounge room, yeah, open the space up. It's going to look more attractive. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. You're speaking my language so much. The yeah. amount of times I'm just in a property getting the photos ready and just yep. being and it's like, a mess. Yeah. Just like please, just move your things. Yeah. Like just please. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's you know why is all this stuff here? Yeah. Is this related to the person, or is it related to the fact that there's just not enough bloody storage in the house? Mm. Um, so there, there are so many elements on that. So think of the questions like, um, yeah, maintenance generally speaking, but it's like why is that the way it is? So the next thing when I'm talking about a but is that's something you, you know, a person might say, look, I love the open plan, but I really don't like this kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is too is it take your, take your personal preferences out of it. We're really trying to appeal to the greatest market. So you might have, you know, you might love the purple walls in your house and that might work to a T. Challenge is, is that you're a very small percentage of people and we want to appeal to the 99%. Mm. So if you will say, if someone was going to walk in there, I really love this house, but oh my God, this deep purple is just too much, I can't deal and I need to walk out. Some people are like that. Yeah. Some people don't can't visualise and will emotionally walk away from a property before they will be prepared to fix that butt for themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, all those elements then are... You know, then this is another really long conversation. Like, what other butts? You know, um, you know, bathrooms, kitchens, paint, um, the types of flooring. You know, room layouts, um, size, garages, car spaces. Some you can fix, some you can't. And what then the thing is is that's why it's so important about that question at the end, which is, um, what do you need? Um, yeah, how much do you need um, at the end to get it done? Yeah, yeah, what do you need to get there? Is like, well, then we're gonna. Um, so if you need more money out of this property, when well, you are going to need to address these butts and the questions. And the, then the, there's, again, one last few little framework is are you protecting your value, are you enhancing your value, or are you genuinely overcapitalizing? Mm. And that's the biggest question that people ask. So that you want to sit there and go, if I spend this money, am I going to get that money back? Yeah, see, the, I feel like that's got to be like such a, um, a fine line to walk and I'd really like to know – I guess it's like bringing in you guys first before you even start those things, like talking oh, yeah. to a, um, a real estate professional because I just feel like, you know, you can dump 120 grand on like say your, your purple wall or something but you're, mm. you're, you're doing up the bathroom and you're putting like this really elaborate mermaid water feature or something like that. It's like, yep, it's yep. the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like everybody's going to love it. Mm. And then it's just like uh, as soon as I come in, I'm ripping that out and like you're definitely not getting the value for like this yeah. crazy thing you've it, got. or it, Yeah, multiple, like a couple of thousands in tap fittings. Yeah. You know, yeah. E- even if you could sit there and describe the nuance of the artistry of this tap, another person's going to, I hate the gold. It's a gold tap. I hate it. I have to replace it. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, and that's why the overcapitalizing is a really – really hard one to, to navigate through, especially too if you um, – I mean, look, I'm not a handy guy. I could do some little t- little bits, but in the end I, I do need professionals to do the work. Yep. And there's obviously a premium that comes with that quality of um, workmanship. Mm. So, you know, if you've got the skills in the trade, you can obviously leverage your time and the money a lot more effectively than, other, than someone like myself. So I have to price it out. Um, and then the 
real biggest thing is is ensuring that um, you're going to be um, uh, you know it's that eighty twenty rule the Pareto distribution it's like the biggest bang for your buck um, and also too then um, the sometimes trades that are the most easily accessible because obviously especially in these markets where there's just such a lack of availability of professional tradespeople mm. um, you might if you need to move out in a certain period of time and you can't get anyone to fix that work, well, again, we've got another problem, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it might be unfeasible to even approach that. Yep. 100%. S- speaking of overcapitalising, I don't know yeah. if this is something to throw your way. Um, like when it comes to valuing properties and stuff like that, is it always done from like a just a data, like a crunching numbers of like this is the suburb or is it like people coming into checking out the place and being like, oh, yeah, they have done this up and like how does – like can you overcapitalise and can you just go in and just be like – yeah, big look, mistake, buddy, or like, yeah, old man, you've absolutely like nailed it. I look, I've seen people do um, renovations, um, and I've thought to myself, you're going to so overcapitalise, you'll never get your money back. Yeah, um, but because of what the market's done, it's enhanced. It's enhanced it's what potential. they've actually done. Yeah, you know, particularly in Moona, um, I won't name names, but <coughs> Dad um, <laughs> spent a bucket on his house, and they they purchased that house years ago. This was the one up the top of West Moona. No, not that one. Um, another one right down the bottom. Yeah, yeah, just off Albert Road. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I th- at the time, I thought that that was a huge, huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. And look now, mm. you know, they've spent and they have they've spent an absolute bomb on it. Yeah. Um, but they're going to get every dollar back. A bomb price, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, now, in terms of, of finance and valuations, it's a tough one. Um, what we generally do is we put in uh, the property address into our valuation software and then the software sort of de- – de- um, de- oh, what's the word? Um, figures uh, out a strategy yep. as to what sort of valuation the property needs. So it might just be an instant valuation where it just comes back and says the customer's estimate's acceptable to use. Or it might be a desktop valuation where the information will go to the valuer. Yeah. They will just look at the data and say, yes, that that's acceptable. Or the third strategy is full inspection. Yep. And yep. that's going to the property and checking it out and then getting a report back saying, this that's is, right. Yeah, for sure. Cause now, someone, I might say, I've got an automatic valuation that's come in at 600 and they're going to say, no, 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 it's worth a lot more than that. I've spent so much money on it. And then, of course, we've got the lever that we can pull to get the value to go and inspect. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm, especially it's because the, the data's not going to back up what you need. So it's like you need to see this house to understand why it's at the price that it is. That's in right. That sense. Yeah. 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 Yep. Because the, the, the data's not there for someone that might have just recently have done a, you know, a big reno, mm. added a bedroom, added a living area, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. I remember when um, early in my career I was, I was basically – and I still do it – I, I – constantly ask questions of all the experts that I, you know, catch up with. One of the interesting ones that he'd said early on, I learned with valuations though, he said um, not a lot of emphasis gets placed on landscaping. So what he meant by that was we'll just use your dad's house, for example, all those internal renovations that he's doing, you can comparably measure that against other sales. So, you know, quality finishing of kitchen, you know, how many bedrooms, how many car spaces, et cetera. But just because you've got a $40,000 bird feature in the centre of your front yard has zero factor, well, I would say almost zero factor in the eyes of the valuation in the bank. Yeah. So one of the real key elements, to, I suppose, when it comes to the idea of um, landscaping has a huge impact on the selling for appeal val- purposes, but not from the bank's perspective for the most part. So it's a really interesting one where you can easily overcapitalise by going way too far 
in ex, uh, with excesses of you know landscaping, especially if you are just looking to move on, not for the purposes of your own enjoyment. Yeah, that can put you in trouble. Not so much. You will get it back from the appeal from the market, I would say. But sometimes it can be you may not get it from the appeal from your bank. So say if you've just spent oh, but I spent forty thirty thousand dollars landscaping my house, so I got it revalued from the bank, and they said it didn't make any difference. It's yep. Like, yep. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Sorry. Uh, well, so some, that- some I'd say some landscaping is better than none. Oh yeah. And, and I've had that conversation with valuers before, particularly on on completion like new builds, mm. where there's been no allowance for any landscaping, and that has affected valuation. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you you know going to engage a, a, someone to design an amazing mm, landscape, mm. and that's going to cost a hundred grand, I can't see it adding a hundred grand to value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's where this overcapitalising kind of conversation goes is it's talking to those people beforehand and, yeah, it's handy to know that that's kind of an area where it's like, yeah, make it nice but mm. don't go like – don't yeah. build a Japanese garden like the Botanical Gardens and or something a, like that. And it's a really good one to get in a professional to give you some advice before you start because, again, look, if a person's going to spend the, you know, spend the next 10 years of their life there, it's like, well, do what you want. You know, however, it's that, look, we're intending to do this landscaping because we want to sell in six months. Like, well, okay – now we're going to have a really serious chat about maybe um, trimming the fat a little bit, so you're not going to. Um, so we're 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 creating the peel that we want for the market, yep. and not because you want it. And that's a really good thing. Remember, is like, what are you trying to do? Are you doing it for your own ego? Are you doing it for your own, uh, or are you doing it to appeal to the market? Yep. Um, and of that's the thing where sometimes people can get generally offended. Um, where, but I, I did all this stuff, and it, you know, he's like, yeah, but no one wants it. Mm, yeah, um, you may love it. No one wants it, and that's a really hard conversation for us to navigate through. For someone to slowly help them break down that wall and help them, you know, you know, basically psychologically be prepared to move on because they're trying to defend, you know, the emotional attachment that they have for this thing that they thought was a great idea, which realistically wasn't. Yeah. Um, and you know, when it comes to that idea, when you are looking at your own home, it's a really hard one to detach yourself. I can't do it. You know, we're all emotionally, we talked about it. Oh, we talked about it last week with you. Actually, speaking of that, your jacket is looking really sharp this week. Like I, I know you came in on Monday. I was like, damn boy, like you repping some nice jacket today. Thanks my man. I like the pocket hanky. I've been, uh, oh yeah, the, um, actually that was one that we got when we're in Scotland. So that's, uh. I'm making myself sound way cultured right now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually only went there to get the pocket square. Yes, I just I'd heard that this one specific store was the pocket square capital of all of Scotland. Oh, it was it was worth it. It was a long (laughs) flight, but my God, it's paying off. It's paying off. You know, compliments with the pot. Thanks, boys. I've been wanting, but I've been wanting a nice summer jacket, so it's uh, it's kind of nice to to represent it. It's funny because last week you were very casual, John, and now you're back in um, yeah stylish, John. So yeah, you're not over capital on that body, baby. No way, man. No right. way. There's, there's it's no, all there's about presentation. Yeah, yeah. I've got to appeal to the market. Well, it's, I mean, the market have won at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, still got to make an effort. You do, yeah. <laughs> I've made no effort today. Oh, I'm short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I think from there we probably need to wrap up. Do you have yeah. any kind of uh, summation or any closing points that you'd like to throw at us, John, just so that we uh, can, yeah, really, really tie, okay. tie yeah. a bow on it so and he, um, send the people home on a bang. Yeah, so here's the framework. Okay, so the first thing is you're going to ask yourself, um, you know, know your goals. Where do you want to go? When do you want to get there? And what do you need to get there? Okay, so then with that said, you're going to um, – there's two things. Um, you are going to be doing some work, but there are two things you've got to be mindful that are outside of your control, which is the market and the location of your property. So you can't physically change that and you can't influence the market. So if it goes up when you sell, all well and good. If it goes down, all well and good. 
But what you can, what what you do have in control, though, are five things. We've only covered off one, but the five things are your uh, presentation, which is your appeal, the promotion, which is your marketing, the process, which is your strategy, the person, which is the negotiator, and lastly, that your expectation, the price. So when it comes to the appeal or the presentation we talked about today, we're doing th- two things. We're eliminating the questions, which is the, you know, why is that like that? That makes me nervous. Getting rid of those big, fat, juicy butts. Getting rid of those big, fat, juicy butts. Because then, and on that basis, you are saying to yourself, am I protecting my value? Which really comes into the questions because uh, protecting your value is, you know, getting rid of those, well, why is that the case? But if you fix the crack on the wall, you don't, you know, enhance it. But in, then are you enhancing your value So doing uh, or overcapitalizing? So we touched on it really, really briefly. But mostly if you're, if you're really unfamiliar and you haven't done it before, um, now's a really good time to have a conversation with, you know, an expert in that, you know, be it an agent, be it a you know, designer, whatever, because then they're going to help you build your strategy to really maximize your biggest bang for your buck or that 80-20 rule. Yep. Um, so there's your framework. Your beauty. Excellent. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, thank you for putting all that together for us. And Good a big work. thank you to Andrew for popping in once again, filling in for Pat's seat. Thanks, gents. Always Good a pleasure having you. you here. I believe there's some um, news coming that we may be getting some sponsorship for the podcast from uh, a company that you maybe work with. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Some, ex- some exciting news there. Yeah. So, so just, um, just am, I, dotting am, I, am I getting some merch? Do you want some merch? Always. Do you want a I'm hat? Oh, just give me all the merch. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a merch hey, hey, the, he, the, I used to go when I'd, I'd go to a, a bottle shop and I'd ask the guy at the counter or the girl, um, have you got any um, just merch that's left over? I've, I've ended up with a tent. Um, like it was a like a soul soul beer tent. It's like, oh, here you go. This was here for ages. It's like, thank you. Thanks. I, cool. stopped, I stopped doing that because you know. Do you have to buy the actual product? Like, was no. it like wild turkey tent? And you're like, oh, geez, I got to buy no, a wild turkey. That was just because it was that thing where they've always got leftover stuff, and it's kind of like they'll look under the counter and go, oh yeah, that was supposed to be gone. There you go. Have that. It's a beer coasters, a tent, hat. I don't know, blow up palm once. It just, wow. Yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. Me, no, yeah. but um, yeah, very <laughs> excited to announce um, Rams Tasmania will be um, sponsoring the property pod in the new year. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to twenty twenty two. We've uh, we've roped him into enough shows that now he's willing to throw some money at us and yeah. Um, yeah. Take us to the next level. We'll just make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, it's an absolute pleasure having you in. It's always um, enjoyable, even throwing something at you and saying, hey, mate, we uh, we don't know if this is up your alley, but do you want to come and have a yarn? Always good to have you in. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no hesitation. Awesome. Oh, thank, you. thank you, guys. Thanks for once again for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Property Pod. See you, gents. See ya. Bye. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.